everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. Today's guest is Susie Libertor, and she is the owner of Visions Two Images, um, which is a creative agency. And I'm so happy to have her here today. And I can't wait to hear about the dumbest thing she's ever done with money. Hey, Susie, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. So tell me first a little more about your business, about your creative agency and how you help people. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. So I own Visions to Images um, and it's a full creative agency. So what we really focus on is brand consistency. So it's it's beyond the logo, right? It's kind of understanding, we call it the branding bridge, figuring out what's missing and what gaps there are in your branding. Um, So we look at branding, your logo, your colors, your fonts, and then website um, from their content, call to actions, um, SEO. And then we also do a lot of graphic design um, for printed items as well, because that's still just as important as digital. But then onwards, like social media, um, posting, campaigns, scheduling, graphics, content, ads, all of those things that your business really needs to be successful. Um, And we work with a lot of different corporations and franchises, but then we also work with smaller business owners who really just kind of need that coaching support, who doesn't want to hire somebody to do the implementation for them. Um, So that's everything in a nutshell. So we kind of help people really get everything that they need to get seen and get visible and bring in those leads. I love that you have the heart of a teacher and that you're not just willing to do the work for someone, but you're actually willing to help people learn how to do it for themselves. Uh, That is huge. Uh, I want to go back to one thing you said about print. I get into this argument a lot with people, so I'd love to get your opinion on this. Is the business card dead? I don't think so. What is your opinion? I don't think it is, no. But COVID has put a damper on that. But with things starting to go back to person, yes, I always do that. But a lot of times, too, I'll send like thank you packages or something, and I always put in my business cards. I'll put in some little items and stuff. So I don't think it's dead because it's one of those things. Like I literally went to a networking group today and have a whole bunch of business cards that I can just have. Like I used to have a book and a basket of cards because you never know who you need or have it. I mean, I'm not, I don't sit there and add contacts in digitally. So it's always nice to have that physical card. Yes, absolutely. And that's so funny that you mentioned the networking event. I distinctly remember going to a networking event and there was a plumber there and I was still in San Diego at this point. And I'm like, there was something wrong at my apartment. And I'm like, I got to call that plumber. And I remembered the color of his business card but I couldn't remember his name. And I went through my little stack and sure enough, I found it. So I am of the school of thought that the business card is not dead. So I am happy to hear someone else say that. Yes, I love it. So I created this show specifically to help other people realize that we all make financial mistakes, but we can learn from other people's experiences so that we don't make those same mistakes. So Susie, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? Oh, yes. I So let me first tell you that I am not money savvy in any way, shape or form. Like money gives me anxiety. Like I don't like dealing with accounting in my business. I don't like dealing with any of that stuff. And so actually when I went through my divorce and stuff, that was a whole nother time when I was like, oh my gosh, money, money, money. And I hate looking in the bank account. 
But um, I feel like the dumbest thing I've ever kind of did, and this probably isn't the dumbest, to be honest. I mean, it's it's dumb to me, dumbest to me, but other people might say, oh, that's not dumb. But it was just that I started my retirement, um, I don't even know, maybe three years ago. Okay. I never, I never understood the importance. I mean, I guess I did. But as your business owner, and you're just starting off, you feel like, oh, am I going to save for retirement? Am I going to... Do I have that funding? Why did I, you know, and the biggest thing I think is I feel like I kind of started too late. I'm 33 years old now. Um, I should have started way sooner. Um, but again, I was also married. And when you're married, you kind of have um, that connection, you know, like you kind of have that built up kind of sort of. And then when you go off on your own, it's like you're starting back over. Now, I don't think that the divorce had any much to do with that end of things, but it was just like I never understood before I started. Oh, this is this is going to matter. And when I first started it, I think I literally just put in $20 a month just to have something started. And I had a financial advisor be like, every little thing matters. Just keep putting it and put it on autopilot, like your bills and just let it come out. And now it's grown to be more that it comes out each month. Like, I don't even know how much it is a month. But then the other thing is, is um, I think it's probably like 300. I'm not sure though. Um, but I didn't know also like as a business owner, because we think about things differently when it comes to money and to our um, finances, is that um, we d we can take out 3K from like earnings and put it into the Roth IRA or whatever it was, because um, that's a tax deduction. And so I could have totally taken advantage of that years sooner. Last year was like the first year that I kind of did that. And now this year's plan is totally different because we're taking up more each month rather than at the end of the month. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It was like one of those things where I kind of knew, but not really. And I didn't have enough education. So I think that in a sense, like it's the dumbest thing and I kind of regret not starting it sooner, but I started it and I say, we're, we grew to where we are today. Yeah, that's great. I think $300 a month is amazing to be putting away towards retirement at 33, to be honest with you. I work with a lot of people who I, I try to get my clients to do autopilot stuff as much as possible, right? Make it automated. And the $20 a month, okay, after six months, let's do, let's do $20 every two weeks. Right. Let's, let's see if you even feel it. And then let's do $20 every week. Mm -hmm. Is that really going to kill you? Yeah. On paper, probably not. You're probably not even going to feel that $20 leaving every single week. So $300 a month is fantastic. Um, for people who are not business owners like Susie and myself, and you're contributing to a 401k through your you know, full-time employer, or your corporate employer, um, you can also start a Roth IRA or an I a traditional IRA, depending on how much you make. And I always encourage those clients to fully fund their Roth IRA, which is up to $6,000 a year now. Actually, is it 6,500? There was a year where it was going to change from 6,000 to 65. I don't know if it's changed quite yet with that new tax law, but yeah. it's so important. So 300 a month, I think is phenomenal. And my ultimate goal for my clients is to fully fund their Roth, which is usually about $500 a month. So you're well on your way. It's definitely not the dumbest thing anybody's ever done, but it is. I, it probably, say, it's probably not the dumbest, but it's the dumbest for me because I didn't start sooner and yes. I only started off small in that sense. I mean, and like I told you before, like I, d I don't really have good knowledge when it comes to money. Um, if so understanding like the, 
the budget end of things and really understanding and putting money into perspective, like how much is coming in, how much is going out. But the other part of it is, is I'm a business owner, like you said. And a lot of times if you're not a business owner, things are kind of different in that sense. But I know that I can get a tax deducted based on my income. So it's a no brainer for me to just do it. Yeah. Now you said you worked with a financial professional to get some of this stuff set up, right? How important was that in in your situation? Yeah. I mean, if if I did not have that, I wouldn't have probably set it up that day. Um, I might've waited or came back later or whatnot, but it's, it's the understanding of starting something is better than nothing. And I mean, that's what I told my clients today when we were talking about social media, like just getting started with something is better than nothing. Um, and you can always build and add more as you need to. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a great connection between generating the social media content and building up your retirement. Right. That. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But uh, to go back to what you just said about if I hadn't done it that day, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And man, how true is that? That happens with so much stuff in our lives where it's like, Oh, I'll just, I'm going to do this later. I'm going to push this to next week. This is going to go on the secondary priority list. Um, and, and having it in front of you actively working on it makes such a big difference. Yeah. And I will say too, um, I mean, when I hear financial advisors and coaches, like it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, not another one, or they're going to, they're going to spam me like, because they have bad names and bad reps. Right. And so I was in this networking group locally and, um, she was talking about it. She did her presentation and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And you know, and, you know, it always dawned on me and it took probably six months before I was like, you know, I should probably sit down with her and figure my life out. And this was before I even knew I was getting a divorce and all of that. So I was like, I need to start my retirement account now rather than, Oh, look at the color changed again. <laughs> look, look at the color in my background. Sorry. Um, <laughs> get this started now rather than later. Cause I've, I see what you've kind of taught me. So it takes time to really, um, dive in with somebody. It's not always immediate because we have to build the trust with them. And that's the same in anything. But, um, once I sat down, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and put this time and dedication in because like I'm a big component of time. If I, if I'm going to waste time, I'm not going to do it. Right. So when I actually sat down and figured it out and we talked like budget and all that and figuring things out. And at that point I was at a different point in my life anyways than I am now, but it was the fact of, if I'm going to sit down and do this, I'm going to really do it. Yes. Right. Exactly. I love that. And uh, for people who are listening, who may not know, IRA stands for individual retirement account. So whether you're married or you're divorced or you're still single, it's your retirement account. It actually cannot be shared by spouses or with anyone else. It can be, you know, granted and gifted to somebody else if you pass away, but it is an individual account. So your husband can't set it up for you. Your wife can't set it up for you. You have to have some part in that. You have to take ownership, like you said, and you have to make it happen. So uh, that's interesting that you said it took six months for you to build some sort of trust relationship with this person. Um, when you did, because so then when you did go to do it, you already had kind of a relationship with her, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the exact time frame, but it wasn't, it was very like, we grew that relationship. And it's one of those things where if you push it down somebody's throat, they're going to back away because it's money, right? Like people get shy and nervous about money. And I was like, I don't want to talk to her about my money. I don't know how much I make. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything. Right. And eventually I was like, and a lot of times I talked to my dad about a lot of my decisions and, or say like, 
oh, what do you think about this? Or do you think I should put this into this? You know, just stuff like that. And then he kind of helped me understand, yeah, you need to do it. You're like, you're getting older. <laughs> right. And the other thing that I like to tell my clients, not only are, are we all getting older, right? But this is actually the step that you take before you save up for your kid's college. If you think your kid is going to go to college or if that's an expected um, thing in your family, you do the retirement first. Because guess what, guys? We are all getting older and we are all probably going to retire at some point. Your kid may or may not go to college. The type of college they want to go to might be free. If you're in California, you can get an associates for free right now. They might want to go to trade school. So focusing on your individual retirement, your personal, making sure you're okay is actually paramount to making sure the kids can go to college debt free. Yeah. It's like yeah. they say on the airplane, always take care of yourself first, right? Yes, I love it. I know. I've, I've heard a lot of financial people use that analogy before. That's hysterical. I never thought of so, that way. Yeah. yeah, right. Make sure you can breathe before the person next to you, before you start assisting the person next to you. I like so I know you said that going back in time, you would start earlier. Um, if you could go back in time and start earlier, uh, do you think you would have taken the same path? Would you have sought out a financial professional? What do you think you would have done in the past? Um, I probably would have still did a financial person for sure, because I don't know enough. Like I'm a very, I'm a big component of owning my worth and understanding people's values. Right. So I understand, like, I don't know financial stuff. Like I, I, I rely on other people for the services that I don't know. So I definitely would have still used somebody. Um, I mean, I probably would have did stuff similar, right? I probably would have did like started off with a small amount, but I would have started sooner. Yeah. And I love that you still would have used a professional. And I always tell my clients the same thing because unless you're sitting on Morningstar and you're watching the Dow Jones every single day, you probably don't know enough about what's going on to actually put your money in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I don't even know enough about that. I don't have time to sit on Morningstar every single day of my life. So. Yeah, no. And that's part of my job. But, uh, you know, there's a high level and then there's like the detail stuff. And that's where, you know, you go to hire somebody like yourself for creative social media, that type of thing. You go to a financial advisor, investor, someone who can actually pay attention to your money on a daily basis. Most of us don't have time for that. No. Agreed. I outsource a lot of stuff all the time. I'm like, I can't deal with it. Don't want to learn about it. Here you go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. Well, Susie, thank you so much for your honesty and sharing what you think was a financial blunder. (laughs) Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.